from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Merry Christmas. We're so glad you're with us. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Ken Coleman podcast. He is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thank you for joining us. Nate is with us in Austin, Texas. Hi, Nate. How are you? Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, how you guys doing today? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? Uh, so I am actually just turned uh, 30 yesterday. I am... Happy birthday. Debt-free. Uh, thank you. I am debt-free... Um, I am on baby step four, five, and six, I guess. Um, and my income is about 85 to a hundred thousand a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question is, I'm trying to save up for a house. Um, but I was thinking of going a different route. Uh, so I want to try to save up as much money as I can for the next two to three to four years, right? And I want to basically buy a piece of land and put a mobile home on it and just try to pay it off in one big chunk. Okay. I can save up pretty much 75 to 80% of my income. You're single? I have a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> uh, but you're not. My point is, you're not married, and so you don't have to talk yeah, her into yeah. living in a trailer. No, no, no. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, my question is: Should I try and save up as much money as I can and try and just pay something off cash? Uh, if you bought a piece of land and put a very, 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 very inexpensive trailer on it, that would mean you'd be living rent free. Yeah. And you could, you know, very quickly then save up the money to build a house and get rid of that trailer. But whatever yeah. you pay for that trailer is going to be lost money. So we're not okay. talking about $30,000 and we're not talking about $20,000. We're talking about $10,000 or less. Yeah. Which ain't much, dude. Mm-hmm. This is not a high standard of living here. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Your, your girlfriend's not going to be impressed with your abode yeah um so we already kind of talked about it um she doesn't really care uh where she lives um well she's not living there you are yeah but uh don't tell her this but i'm probably gonna marry her uh in 2024 uh oh okay now we got a different part of the equation (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been naming it in this whole conversation. Your secret it, is you safe just with us. Ch- you just ch- us and thirty million people. <laughs> I was yeah, we're, say. there's just about thirty million of us that have to keep your secret now. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> but the uh, 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 let me just tell you, it's a whole different equation for yeah. you to live in a ten thousand dollar trailer for four years, or your wife to live there for four years. And yeah. I know what she says, but I, I, you know, it's just a different equation. You can count on it. Guys, we can sleep under a bridge. It doesn't bother us. Not me. Ladies are, well, I know. That's true. 
And you know, we we get accustomed to the finer things. We do, Ken. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm Motel Six is roughing it. I'm just saying. But yeah. the uh, she may change her mind halfway through this deal. I agree with you. My question know. is, why are we, why are we in a? I'm not saying it's a hurry, but why is this the scenario? Why isn't it? Why not just, save a little? Why not just longer? rent an apartment and save yeah. a bunch of money? If you're going to get married, yeah. I'd rent an apartment and save a bunch of money. Me too. I don't get oh, yeah. living out on the land. I would. I might live out on the land if it's me by myself, just because I love the math part of it. I uh, know. So yeah. So I'm actually hammering um, a duplex in Austin, and it's. Um, I'm probably going to be here for the next two to three to four years because uh, my rent is like insanely low. Well, yeah. Location. Just stay there with her then after you're married, and yeah. just. And then you don't need the trailer, but just pay cash for the land and then save up and pay cash for the build. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's not a, that's a no brainer. I like that better. Yeah. That, that makes a lot more sense, but we've had over the years, uh, Nate, we've had a lot of people that are listeners that have done the, I'm going to buy a piece of land and live, I'm going to build a barn with a bedroom in it, a barn dominium and live in the barn while we build the house. I've had people do that. I've had people uh, buy the $10,000 trailer, put it on there. They do that. Um, but I always answer questions like, what would I do if I were in your shoes? If I woke up and I was you knowing what I know now and what I know now is Sharon's not living in that trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Not cause she's a snob cause she's not. And not cause she wouldn't follow me anywhere cause she would. Cause you know that, you know, she'd do anything for me. That's but, right. Um, oh my God. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Follow me anywhere. As long as it's to the Ritz or the four seasons, but yeah, <laughs> but the, uh, uh, <laughs> I'll follow you to the pool. I'll at follow the four you seasons. to the pool. Yeah. I'll follow you to the resort. You just know better. I'll follow you to the club. The point but is the, you uh, just know better. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're old there. and we've done it. We've been there, done that yeah. on the sacrifice thing. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, but the point is, um, if I were at 26 and married, uh, that would not, that'd be a different equation for me to do that by myself. than I would ask my wife to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, some ladies are perfectly fine with that and some aren't, and there's nothing wrong with either camp. Uh, it's not a bad, it's not a moral judgment and it's not a snobbery thing or anything like that. I'm not too good to do that. So just keep your stupid little trolling to yourself on that. But um that's not going to do with that it's just got to do thinking through what is realistic what is sustainable what am i going to be able to do for a long enough period of time that it has the effect yeah yeah and it's going to take a minute that's right carla is in lansing michigan carla how are you i'm good thank you dave and ken for taking my call i really appreciate it sure how can we help um i well my question is i have an indexed annuity and i have an yeah, I know. And I have an income for life rider on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'm thinking of that it might be a good idea for me to exercise that, but because I don't know a lot about this, I thought I would call and get some expert advice. Yeah. How much? How much money you got in this thing? Uh, its accumulation value is a hundred and three thousand. How old are you? I'm seventy five. You have other money. And I'm debt free. You have other money. I have. Yeah, I have thirty two thousand in a high yield savings. This is all your money. And I have a paid for home. Yeah. And I have a paid for home. Yeah. Um, I think the best route is going to be for you to cash the whole thing out and put it in a much better investment in a good mutual fund. I think. But without doing a detailed analysis on it, I'm not positive that's the case. I would not do what you're talking about, the, the 
they, it's not the best use of your 100000 for you to take the lifetime. I don't think. So sit down with one of our SmartVestor pros. Click SmartVestor at RamseySolutions.com. They can help you do a detailed analysis and show you what your options are, and then you'll be able to make the decision. They'll come at this not telling you what to do, but with the heart of a teacher showing you how all the math works, and then you can decide what's best. I think it's going to come out best for you to cash it and put it in some mutual funds, but I'm not 100% sure. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Merry Christmas, America. The Ramsey Show Question of the Day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services for over 40 years. Neighborly has an exclusive network of trained local service providers backed by the Neighborly Done Right Promise. If it's not done right, Neighborly will make it right. It's a great company, you guys. Check them out. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey right now, and you can learn more. Today's question comes from Joyce in New Hampshire. I am far from a helicopter mom. But I'm desperate to find extra guidance for my son. He lives in Georgia, is 25, and graduated. Pop, 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 pop. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. you, you may protest too much. Is that, is that how the phrase goes? Uh, graduated from SCAD, that's Savannah College uh, of Art and Design, for anybody wanting to know what she's talking about, in 2020 with a degree in digital and game design. He got a job in esports industry Wow. using his design degree. Loved his job. But in October 2022, 20% of the company was laid off. The same has happened at several companies. Since then, he has applied to literally thousands of jobs. I'll come back to that in a second. For digital design, project management, project management, UX, UI jobs. He has had interviews and several times he's made it to the final rounds, only to lose to people who were hired because they had just a bit more experience than him. He's currently at a restaurant, exhausted, deflated, and just existing. Uh, as his mom, it's been devastating to watch. I'm so proud of him for his strength, faith, and resiliency. However, I fear all of these will run out soon. Okay. A couple things to point out here in the question. I'm not sure he's applied to literally thousands of jobs. That's a long. That takes a long time. If he's done that, that's part of the problem. Uh, This is the online submission only. Where folks, you might as well be playing the lottery. Go look up the odds on winning the lottery, and you know what I'm talking about here. This is you're getting filtered out by AI. You are basically a nameless, faceless person, and you're playing the job odds. We don't we don't use AI at at Ramsey, but we'll have fifteen thousand applications this year. Yeah, and we're not going to look at all of them. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, I mean, we look at all of them, but like for half a second. Yeah, 
And so if you if that's all you did to apply for a job here and you count that as I've applied for thousands, the, you, you, you've wasted your time. 100%. And I hate to say that, but that's the reality. No, you folks. waste your time. If yeah. all you're doing is Monster.com, LinkedIn, yeah. and you're just dumping, yeah. you're downloading, ZipRecruiter, you're downloading thousands of applications simultaneously, and all you're doing is just spraying and praying. That's exactly right. Second thing that's jumping out to me in this question is uh, he's gotten to final rounds a few times only to be hired by someone who had a little more experience than him. So there's two things as his mom, if you want to give him some wisdom and encouragement in this, we want to point out here. Number one, he's made it to some final rounds, so get back up on the horse. Welcome to the real world. This is competition where people are applying for these jobs, and you got to win, and you're not going to win every time. This is what sports has taught me, that I could give my absolute best, and it's not good enough. And that's just the reality. It sucks, but it's the reality. Second thing is, it might be that he's applying for jobs that require more experience than he has. We see this a lot with young people. My goodness, I've, I've coached thousands of people in their 30s and 40s who make this mistake. So what we want to do here is we want to make sure that we're applying for something that I know he has the experience for, and now he's got to win the interview process. Uh, and, and other than that, there's not much advice I can give I, here. I would, I would add one thing. Go for it. Okay. We have a digital art student. Right. Right? Am yeah. I missing something? No. Okay. So um, I'm going to work on interview skills. 100%. I'm going to work on my grooming, yeah. my dress, my smile, uh, my engaging eye contact, yeah. a firm handshake, yeah. a uh, the ability to connect with the other human. Yeah. Sometimes people in the creative community and the technology community haven't worked on those skills. That's right. Sometimes. Sometimes they have, mm -hmm. but sometimes they haven't. Uh, and they could be excellent programmers, yep. excellent digital uh, artists or whatever yep. he's doing in the gaming world here, um, and, and have crummy people skills. Yep. That, that's possible. It's possible. But there's and he's dejected oh, and deflated, and he's coming in with his lips stuck out and his tail dragging behind him. That's right. So you got to get your tail up and be wagging. That's right. Wagging the tail. Wagging There's, the tail. There are baby. seasons where you have to do things like this. But I think there's three words that gets him where he needs to be. Relationships, relationships, relationships. Proximity principle. A hundred percent. Wrote an entire book on that. Number one bestseller. And it's, it's how I started in my early 30s and broke into the broadcasting industry. It took me nine years to get to this personality role, something I dreamed of. So I'm not an overnight success. Very few people are, but it is about relationships, folks. It is, listen, that's where you get in the interview process and you pretty much just have to do a decent job. Well, your friend will get you the interview. That's right, because they, but they've They'll already heard good the things about you. Or your friend's dad That's will get right. you out of the stack. Your That's friend's right. mom then you will get you out of the, the stack, and then you get the interview. Yeah. So I, uh, I was talking to a young man this week, just graduated with his MBA, and he was top of his class. He won the award, number one guy wow. in the class academically. And he goes, now that I got my MBA. <laughs> and he said, I'm, I, he's changing jobs. Right. And he said, what's your advice? And I said, I don't tell anybody. Right. Just tell, just I you, you need that. to tell everybody that you want a new job and and you got an MBA. That's right. Uh, you, that you're an awesome guy and you got an MBA. Not now that I got my MBA because I got to tell you nobody gives a crap. Yeah, nobody I, gives a crap. They you know don't what care MBA about, stands for? You're the number one guy, but nobody cares. 
I'm, I'm, I'm a real I'm a real encourager. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> it's really true. I I mean, it's just oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's, but I said you know, but you know the good the good news is that guy was sharp and he already has two job interviews set up. And I said, how'd you get those? He goes, one of the guys was was uh, in the NBA program with me. Works at the company, got me in, got me in the job. That's the I said, deal. see, the relationship got you the interview. Yeah. You'll go hold your head up, look the guy in the eye, firm handshake. You'll get the job, and the MBA will just be a little window dressing to yeah. the whole thing. It is not the key to the door, baby. It You're the key not. to the door. MBA stands for means barely anything. <laughs> I came up with that the other day. I'm not. I'm not crapping on oh, NBA students. Oh, that's mean. No, it's not. It just means that. That's it's, what I. Yeah, that's what I just said. It means barely yeah. anything. You nailed so, it. As but. his mom, I would tell him to get the proximity principle. Uh, I tell you what. Can we look this up, James, and send him one? We can find out who That'd this be was. Because yeah. I don't. We, we just mail it. If he's a caller, I just give it to him right now. But yeah, send him a proximity principle, um, and um, have him go to KenColeman.com. And look at the interview technique. Yeah, uh, we have the, a free uh, guide there: how to win the interview. How to win the interview, and it includes yeah. grooming. You know? Yeah, it does actually. It does. It does. I, mean, I tell guys, iron your stinking clothes or steam them. Yeah. Some guys are you a look job. Like you just slept in them. Yeah, and then what's you come that all in for about? Work and take a bath. Oh my God! Yeah, it's amazing. It's true. Yeah, I'm not saying this kid stinks. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but he could. By the way, since the lady led the question with "I'm not a helicopter mom," this will blow your mind, Dave. That's like when you're dating a girl and she says, "I'm not crazy." Right. You should mean you should leave with that. It means you're a helicopter mom. hundred percent of the time, it means she's crazy. Uh, we're seeing more and more Gen Z parents show up to job interviews no. with their kid. No, it's absolutely truth. What is this? This is care. It's from HR data. These are no these, actually yes. physically showing up at the showing interview. up with the kid. Uh, that let me. That's a hundred percent means I'm not hiring that kid. No. no, mommy walks in, you're done. Yeah, we're not, not even, even going to have a conversation. That happens at Ramsey. I'm going to tell him don't even conduct the interview. <laughs> the you know wussification what? of America. Mommy comes on the interview. Yeah, we should have a bat phone for Dave if somebody ever does that, and we call him and he interrupts whatever he's doing. He walks in there and tells the parent what he really thinks about that. That uh, would be brilliant on television. Uh, but this is happening. This is real. That's 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 just you got to let these kids go. Um, I mean, you have to let them live. I can't breathe. That's something I knew you weren't going to like that, but that is absolutely real. That is a growing trend where parents just cannot allow their kid to this, face this the unknown. Is, this, you know, we're picking on this lady, but she's she's just concerned oh, about her yeah, son. Oh yeah, I don't think she's a helicopter mom, but don't lead with it if you're not. That's a, that's a hint there too. But but seriously, she's worried about him. He hasn't been able to get a job, and that, so she's asking a solid question. It's tough. And it's I, tough I, I when you get kicked out of the I appreciate getting nest. the deal with it because it's it is hard out there and learning to. But I think the most important thing I've ever learned about getting a job was from you, and that's the proximity principle. Yeah, I think that is more effective. Oh, it is than any. There's no resume technique. There's no guaranteed thing that makes you stand out. No, that's a bunch of crap, and it's not certainly not a degree. It, it, it's it's you got to get you got to get in the interview, got to win the interview. But the first thing is you got to actually get the interview. Yeah, and that's the proximity principle. You got to know somebody inside there that'll open the door for you. That's a big deal. Huge. It is who you know. This is the Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. This is the Ramsey Show. Merry Christmas, America. Bill is in Indianapolis. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Um, hi, Dave. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. What's up? 
Um, I want to find out how bad of an idea it would be to gift my 18-year-old son my childhood home. Okay, so you own it free and clear. Uh, me and my brother. And Mom, your brother uh, wants uh, to no. give it to him as well. Yes, my brother. Uh, he yes, he's he's willing to give him his half. Um, yeah, I'm willing to give What's him. What's the my property half. worth? Uh, roughly right now, probably a hundred. Okay, it needs. Tell me it, about your son. Stuck in the, um, great kid. I mean, couldn't ask for any better kid through school and stuff like that. He has no ambition that he didn't want to go to college. Um, and I wasn't going to push him, uh, you know, just to send him to drink beer for three or four years. I go with um, that. what's he do? So, uh, he, he got him a job, uh, working at the same factory where my wife works at. Mm-hmm. Making what kind of money? Um, he's eighteen fifty, eighteen seventy five, something like that right now. So, you know, what's he going to do with his life? Well, he doesn't know yet. Mm -hmm. So you led the question, how bad of an idea is it? And I'm not trying to read too much into that, but me thinks that you think it's a bad idea. idea. Why do you think it's a bad idea? Yeah. What's going on? Well, I mean, just, just handing, handing an 18 year old kid uh, a house, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the financial responsibilities it, it needs, it, it hasn't had anything done to it since the eighties. Um, it is stuck in the sixties from when it was built, um, wood paneling, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. acoustic tile ceilings. I mean, honestly, to, to make it a, a really good flippable house, I mean, it needs to be gutted. Um, now, so, so, but but he could sell it today for a hundred k. I I think I think it would bring a hundred thousand right now, yeah. just the way it said yeah. needing to be flipped. Yeah. So really, the the thing is, this eighteen year old kid is making eighteen dollars at the factory, and we don't know what he's going to do with his life. You're handing him a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, basically, yes. Yeah, you are, because yeah. he could sell yeah. it right after yeah. you hand it to him. Yeah, he, he could. He could. He could. Uh, that's that, that's the term. I don't think he would. I don't think he would do. My, my thing was was uh, you know if it, it was it was gifted to me and my brother by my mom. You mm-hmm. know she mm-hmm. claimed it to us mm-hmm. ten years ago. Um, so we have we have. You no weren't eighteen. Well, no, no. Okay. But you know if if we sold it, it would all it would all be you know capital gains, um, every bit of it. If I give it to him, if it's his for, if he holds it for two years, then he could sell it as his primary residence and, and that capital gains would be gone. Yeah, that's true. You don't have capital gains on it though. You're, I mean, unless you got, did you get it as an inheritance or did she give it to you prior to death? She just, just, just private. She, mom's still living, but she just, oh. she just deeded it. She deeded it to. Yeah, that. Well, you are um, right then. You've analyzed that properly then. Yeah, he, I wouldn't do it if I were you. I I'm would. trusting I you. I would. You would? Yeah, I'd give it to him. Really? Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna put some terms on it. Mm. Here's my terms. Okay. Oh, I want to hear this. Okay. I want him to have a plan. Yes. For his life. Right. And for right. the renovation of the property. Right. That's his sign that he and and the third thing is he promises never to borrow any money. Uh, um, yep, I I agree with that. So I want I want to see a plan for renovation. I want to see a plan for your life, and um, 
and and, and you sign a, a letter that says, I promise dad, uncle, and granny, I'm never going to borrow money. I'm going to use this as a way to become wealthy. I'm going to live here. I'm going to renovate it. I'm going to sell it for three or $400,000 in three or four years after I fixed it up and pay no capital gains on it. Meantime, I'm going to have a career and I'm going to go do something and be somebody. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him 38 kinda, years old working. How, I don't want him 38 years old, still working there. I want him to go do uh, something yeah. with his life. Don't you? Yeah, I, I do. I do too. But you know, uh, uh, Hey Bill, today's 18, let me today's ask you 18 this. year old boys just don't have that drive. Yes, anymore, they do. Or a lot of some them do. It's not about this generation. It's about the person in the environment. My question is, do you think your son, be really honest, do you think your son will honor that agreement that Dave laid out? I like that agreement. Do you think your son will honor it? Yes, yeah, I do. Okay. I'd like to see him have some more hardship. I don't disagree with Dave's conditions. I love Dave's deal. But I'd like to see an 18-year-old have to work hard, save for something, Giving him that is a big leap forward. Might let him live there for a year rent-free with the promise of giving it to him if he does a couple of these things. I want him to do something hard. Yeah, let's let's put a little skin in the game. Yeah. But I'm I'm old like that. that, None of this is anything except I just don't want – I want this to be a blessing and not a curse. It's a curse if he says, since I don't have rent, I don't have to work much and I don't have to work hard. That's what I'm about. And I can sit here in the old wood paneling and drink beer all weekend. (laughs) That's right. And that's worse than having sent him to school to to drink beer for three years. So, yeah, that's what you don't want to do. So if you get something where we put him up on a track and he has an obligation that he's going to fulfill for his own good Mm – then that's good. But maybe, maybe let him sit there a year, and at the end of that year, we will deed it to you. If you are doing these three things, uh, you're promising not to borrow money, you have a, a game plan to do the renovation, then you've already begun some of the light work on the renovation while you're there. And uh, I want to see some movement in your career. I want you to get up off your little butt and get in gear. And if you're going to do all that, we're going to give you a free house, buddy. If you're not, then you're going to go be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Might might go for a year on it and try. I want to use it as leverage to get him moving. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I want gumption. Yeah. I yeah. need there's an old word we don't use a lot, but I think I want to see gumption out of the kid. And I think the dad is worried about that. Yeah, he, well, he's just worried, you know. The downside is is if you you know, it's the uh, a miniature version of a trust fund baby, not quite. But I mean he, I he, agree. That's why I wouldn't give it to him yet. Yeah, I think I think put some stipulation on it, maybe do a delayed handoff, that kind of thing. That I like the idea of where it could take him mathematically yes. if he plays through. And what you're saying, Bill's very true. He holds it two years. He sells it. He's going to have all that money tax-free. It's a tax-free up to 250000 gain, and it'll probably be a full gain uh, for a single. If he's married by then, you know, it would be uh, 500000 that he can make on that house and have no taxes. So, yeah, fix it up. Live there till he's 25. He's married. And he makes some serious bank, and by then his career is taken off because he's got a whole game plan. He's got he's got up and got moving, and yeah, I like that 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 kind of thing. If he's just going to sit on his butt and work as little as he can work, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna get there late, and leave early, and not do much while I'm there. And uh, look, I'm working for the weekend. I'm Huey News, right? Huey Lewis in the news, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and it's just uh, yeah. If that's you then I'm not supporting that activity because that's not a blessing. That's not going to give him the life he wants because I love him. That, yeah, that kind of thing. That's what I'm looking for, Bill. But it's a great discussion. And what a generosity move on your yeah. brother's part. Wow. On your part, but great on your uncle. brother's part for sure. Yeah. That's very kind to him. I mean, that's 50000 bucks. 
He's handing his nephew. That's I was sitting there thinking, well, you and your brother could fix that sucker up and flip it, and then well, give they got the young tax, man they got some investment. They got I get it, on. but I'll pay taxes if I got a bunch of profit. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, you could go there. I, yeah, it's interesting. It's a great mama's it's a house. Great mama's still alive, so yeah, it's some interesting. She'd yeah. rather have her grandbaby in there. Well, that's true. But um, but you know what? I, you've nailed it. I, I'm worried about him getting adult camp. You know, he's working at the factory where Mama works, and then he's got this free place and party hardy and all that garbage, and it's not real world. And yeah. I think that's. What I mean, we need you and I of. don't know anybody that would have done something like that at eighteen, other than the two people <laughs> sitting here. But yeah, <laughs> we're the only guys that know anybody like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have messed that deal up. I'm afraid I would have as oh, well. I promise you, I would have messed that up. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Isaiah 29, 24. Those who are confused will gain understanding, and those who grumble will accept instruction. Jordan Peterson says, in order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jordan, you got it down, man. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You got that one dialed in, buddy. (laughs) Proud of you. (laughs) You scored. Yes. So, fun stuff. Yeah, I uh, went to uh, our friends at Daily Wire um, here here in Nashville uh, that have Jordan and um, Ben Shapiro and others on their team. And, uh, of course, Jordan has spoken for us. I've been on Ben's show. I've known Ben a long time. And uh, Sharon and I went to their Christmas party the other night. Oh, I didn't know this. And they were kind enough to invite us. And uh, so we went down, hung out with them, and got to talk to Ben a little bit. I hadn't talked to him since all this stuff has gone down in Israel. And, uh, man. It's pretty rowdy around their place. The oh, I um, can imagine the death threats mm. that he is getting right now uh, uh, with the anti-Semitism that has risen is just nuts. Um, he, um, he he's just pretty nonchalant about having twenty-four hour a day security in his home. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> the only security I've got is the Second Amendment laying by my bed, but and I, oh. but not as many people. I mean, people are mad at me and hate me, but nothing like those guys. Oh, yeah. Those guys, man, they so get crap. Sad. Wow. It's amazing. But they were having a nice Christmas party. It was nice of them to invite. That's fun. Ben, ben is a really, really genuinely nice guy. Great, great folks. All right. I'll name drop a little. Max is in uh, Toronto, Canada. Hey, Max, what's up? Hi, Okay. Hey, Max, how are you? Hey, doing well, sir. Great to speak with you again. You too. obviously don't remember, but two years ago we spoke. My parents were going through a messy divorce, and you helped me get in touch with a pastor who really blessed my life, so I wanted to thank you for that first. Very cool. Very cool. How can we help today, sir? Yeah, the reason for the call today is I wanted to, I guess I'll just give you the question and then give the background information. Wondering if I should quit my job to pursue a full-time career as an entrepreneur in the social media space. Okay. What kind of space? Yeah, so kind of my idea right now would be to do predominantly on YouTube as well as longer form podcast content. Are, what's your kind of what's your content? What what are you offering on social what, media? What, what, are, what is the career area you're in? What's your what's it, what are you what are you helping people with? Yeah, so improving your your phone's breaking up. Try one more time. It would be for self improvement for young men, kind of in fitness. You broke okay. up again. I think you said fitness. Did you say fitness? Yeah. Okay. All right. So what do you do now? What do you make in that job? 
I think we're having all kinds of problems with uh, Max on the connection there. Max, you there? Can you hear me? Okay. No, no, we can't we can. hear you. I'm gonna at put all. you on hold. See if yeah. they can get you fixed up. We'll Sorry come back to that. you. Cadron uh, is Cadron. Uh, Cadron is up and in Seattle. Hi, Cadron. How, how are you? Hi, I'm well. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? So, um, my husband and I are recently married in our 40s. We each own our own home. Uh, he has sold his. We are now living in my smaller home. He has a stepdaughter um, who we have about 50% of the time. And so we need to um, buy a house that is closer to her school district. Um, and we also just need a little bit more space. So our, my question is, um, we have a couple of options. Option one is for us to keep this current home we're in, uh, keep it as a rental, uh, and buy a house up in near this other school district. Uh, I assume the home that you're in has a mortgage and your new home will have a mortgage. Correct. Okay. I would not do that then. Okay. Yeah. You're becoming a landlord by default, not by plan. Mm -hmm. You weren't, if you were living over in that other property and had a mortgage, you wouldn't look up and go, I'm going to go buy a rental over there in that other neighborhood with a debt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is by default. It's not by plan. You're going to end up planning. You you need to use every bit of equity you have and put it on that other house to have as little debt over there as you can have and get that other house paid off. When your personal residence is paid off, save up and buy a rental with cash later on if you can, when you can. But until then, right now, what you all need is to get a paid for home to live in. Okay. That make any sense? That's the direction we always take people. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. I'm just wondering, our 10-year plan is that in 10 years, we would move back to this area where we currently live, because um, this is ultimately where we would want to be after my stepdaughter graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. So even if that was our plan, would you still give that same advice? Yes. And okay. I'll give you another reason now then. Okay. On top mm-hmm. of that, um, mm-hmm. I own a home that we lived in for 13 years and I raised our children in. And then we built a home about the time they all left. That home has been sold. We're in a third home since then. Um, but we've kept the other property as a rental. It was all paid for all along. It is an emo- And I know this. I've known this for, I grew up in the real estate business. I've been warned about this since I was 18 years old. This is returning to a property you used to live in after tenants have lived in it is emotionally rough. Mm-hmm. They didn't do what they did. It's, they didn't take care of your old, your old baby, you know, Mm -hmm. and moving back Mm -hmm. into it is really hard because Mm -hmm. it shrinks after you leave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like when you go back to your elementary school, like what they do with those rooms, they were huge when I was a kid and they're tiny. How did we even get in the door in these little bitty rooms? And, and, you right, know, we, right. I went back to one of the houses we lived in when we first got married and the people were kind enough to let us go in. I found the shower I used to take. I don't know how I got in the thing. It was so small. <laughs> yeah. It just shrunk considerably. And I, I couldn't have gotten any bigger. That's not possible, but <laughs> no, it's emotional. You will have 10 years worth of renters that you will have to rehab and clean out and you'd be better off just to buy a different house. And, um, and that plan might not take place also 
it might you might not be moving back there you got a lot of fresh change in your life right now mm-hmm. and to anticipate what's going to happen 10 years from now in light of this all this fresh change is very difficult i would just make my life simple clean sell it let's go take care of this teenager get her in the right school raise her when she's gone then we'll reevaluate where we want to live we might come back there we might not and you're not tied to it in any way by decisions you made a decade before I just dump that money over into that other house, get that other house paid for, build you a big old pile of cash. So you got options from 10 years that are completely unlimited. I'd put yourself in that position. It is so weird. You ever done that? Gone back to a house oh, you yeah. used to live in? Yeah. I went back to my boyhood home. Um, about 10 years ago, we went back where my dad had started and pastor church for a long time. We moved away when I was 12, went back. So excited to show my family and it looked like a dollhouse. Mm-hmm. And I and I, my vision was I remember playing in this room and I thought it was massive. Yeah. And I looked at it and it was like a cubby. Yeah. So yeah, I, for my boyhood home, it blew my mind how small it was. Yeah. The house I grew up in was an incredible home, and it was it was one thousand and four square feet. <laughs> yeah, that's about what mine was. My dad said it was just a little bit over a thousand square Hard, feet. Hardwood floors, bath and a half. Yeah. yeah. Three, three bedrooms, bath and a half, and um. My my parents bought it in 1963. Yeah, um, and uh, for twelve thousand five hundred seventy five dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the we did not. I thought I didn't know living rooms all had furniture because ours didn't have furniture. I when my when we made enough money several years later to buy living room furniture, and prior to that that room sat empty oh. like for five years. Wow, or more. I mean, I was a little kid when we got living room yeah. furniture, but I was a little kid with, and we played in that living room. It was like our own little gym. Yeah, of course, because it was empty. And <laughs> uh, but they they you know finally got living room furniture and put in there, and oh my gosh, did your mom put plastic on it? No, they that was one of their things. They wanted they said if you you should live in the living room. I agree. It should not be a museum. Love that philosophy. It yeah. should not be a museum. They they loved the idea that when great rooms came out. They did away with the formal living oh, room. Oh, yeah. And it was just one big family room. Yes. Yeah, big great rooms. I remember when great rooms came in in the 70s. Wow. Yeah, so that that whole thing. But, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting um, set of emotions. Yeah. yeah. I like cool. what you said. The advice is so great because you said options. That is the operating word. Give yourself options. Big old pile of money and options. And simplicity will add to your pile of money. It's good stuff. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.